G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Let's turn our attention to drugs for just a short while. You'll be aware the Australian government has launched the National Ice Action Strategy and the National Ice Task Force dealing with this dreadful drug called ice, which is causing havoc throughout the communities. It's considered an epidemic uh, that is going around young people around Australia. Let's talk to the Salvation Army about what sort of role they'll potentially play in the National Ice Task Force. And a special welcome to Bruce Redman from the Salvation Army Australian Southern Territory. Hello, Bruce. Welcome along to 2020. Yeah, thanks very much. It's good to be here. Bruce, I guess the Salvation Army is is primed to be a significant part of this task force. What sort of role do you expect to play? Um, it's uh, We're very open at this point in time in terms of uh, whatever the government um, will require um, from the Salvation Army. I mean, obviously, this is a place where we have some experience. We have some experience on the streets with, um, with people who are using this particular drug. Uh, we also have experience with people who've uh, got to a point in their life where they have either by the law enforcement agencies been required to go to re- rehabilitation or um, they've decided themselves that their life is pretty much a mess and and out of control um, and uh, that they need to um, uh, get into a rehab situation and we have um, certainly lots of experience in that area Um, and I think that's really where the government are are relying on the uh, expertise I suppose of the Salvation Army at this point in time. Is it likely the National Ice Task Force uh, will first of all get a snapshot of just how serious this epidemic is in Australia? Look, I think so. Uh, that's the first thing I think that um, Ken Lay, um, who's the ex-police commissioner from from Melbourne, um, will be um, will be heading towards is is just sort of trying to get a bit of an idea of what's going on. There's obviously been a lot of talk about ice in the media. Um, there's the recent case with the uh, the the situation in the Navy that just happened this week. There's also been talk about um, truck drivers who. Uh, um, who are, um, because of their um, schedules and things like that, have, have been um, using ice um, just recently in the last couple of days as well. And we've also seen um, certain crimes that have been committed by people um, who are um, uh, using the drug. So I think um, uh, initially that's um, that, that's what the, the idea is, to just sort of see just how pervasive this is across the country. Um, one of the things that's been concern for the Salvation Army is that this isn't just a um, an urban problem. It's um, it's particularly an issue in regional and rural areas where there are less um, uh, facilities for 
uh, for people to be um, uh, assisted uh, at, at the time uh, when they're in an episode or um, especially if they have a bad episode um, or um, if they are requiring um, rehab or whatever uh, in some of these areas um, those facilities aren't available so I think it'll there'll be a bit of an accounting of, of, of those sort of things as well um, looking at how law enforcement um, uh, actually deals um, with this stuff on the front line um, and for people like paramedics who have got to deal with uh, people who are in a, a very um, agitated state which is what happens um, uh, on this particular drug. Let's talk about that agitated state for a moment because the degree of violence that accompanies the use of ice is the big concern, isn't it? Because people are harmful to themselves and and to others in the broader community. Very much so. Um, I think this is pretty much a male drug. Um, it's mostly males who are, who are using this particular drug and what we've found um, especially in our, in our work um, in, in the cities is that, um, that men who are, um, who are getting involved with this drug are, um, have this perception of, of being almost superhuman in terms of um, what, what sort of um, pain they can deal with and, um, and things like that. Um, we had a guy recently who was running around the streets of Melbourne with um, with a syringe in his arm for um, for several hours, um, uh, just not even aware of the fact that this was going on, um, where he'd um, injected some ice and, and was just out of control, um, and it just quite quite mad. But um, uh, and, and this is the thing I think there's a there's the initial. Um, uh, aggression which is a real worry but there's also the other mental health situations that happen as a result of um, addiction and um, sort of coming down from the drug we're seeing um, bouts of paranoia we're seeing all sorts of other um, mental illnesses that are coming off the back of this um, as there tends to be with you know um, in general with with addictions even coming off alcohol or something like that but but this one is a particularly nasty one because um, one of the other things that I think is really interesting about ice is that it's a very dirty drug and um, most of the time you don't know where it's come from. People are, are selling it. It's quite a cheap drug. Um, it's not like um, heroin or something like that. It's, um, it's something that's quite readily available. Um, I mean, in, ter in, ter in terms of talking about impurities, we had a guy in Melbourne uh, recently who was mixing up... Um, crushed fluorescent lights um, into ice um, to uh, make them shiny, make the make the ice shiny and uh, and attractive to people who is buy, uh, selling it to. Um, you know, I, I have no idea what that does to someone's system if they try and inject that. Um, it's uh, it's quite frightening. Certainly disturbing. And if the task force is going to be looking at how to control the proliferation of this drug, because as I understand it, and you say it's very cheap, it's easily available, and that's because people are basically making it in their own kitchens. Is that the case? Yeah, look, it is. Um, and, and this is one of the things on, uh, with, with the, uh, the lack of purity, I suppose, is that they're, they're cooking it up in um, what we call kitchens, but quite often it's a bathroom or, or even mixing it up in a toilet bowl. I mean, you know, this, it's quite disgusting what's um what's what's happening and um uh, you know once the, the crystals are, are are made um people aren't aware of where they come from or what the situation is and there's always that concern about um um 
purity of drug, if I can use that term, um, you know, people just don't know what they're really taking. So it's a real worry. Bruce, people listening in to our conversation, not just in the capital cities, but also in regional and outback communities, uh, what sort of action do you hope that people will take uh, when they see that there is uh, an, an ice issue in their community, perhaps even in their own family? What sort of thing do you do to start to try and get on top of this? Look, I think one of the really important things about this um, initiative by the federal government is that they're actually trying to make people aware that that this thing is out there and um, it is causing um, such harm to communities. Um, One of the the very important things that we can do is try and educate um, especially young people um, and uh, people in in the age group that... um, that uh, ice is um, of some sort of attraction. Um, that there is um, that there's an issue with this drug. It's not just um, uh, some sort of recreational um, thing that you can just sort of uh, take and, and off you go. Uh, but there are real um, physiological and psychological effects with this drug um, that many people um, are quite often hooked from the first time that they um, they actually use the drug too, which is a, which is a real concern. Um, but yeah, I think um, in in these areas, um, uh, it, it's difficult because for a lot of people, it's a it's a secret. Uh, it's something that's done in secret, and they wouldn't possibly even be aware of what was going on until something happens, and then they're aware that there is a problem with their one of their loved ones or their neighbour or, or whatever. Um, but I think the awareness is is very very important. Um, making sure that. Um, that, that people know what's going on and then that they can um, do something about it. I mean, I wouldn't suggest uh, by any means that um, uh, if you see somebody who's, uh, who's having an episode that you try and intervene because, um, unfortunately, you'll come off second best. Um, they lose control of, um, of any sort of sensibilities. Um, and uh, I, I suppose in that situation, the only thing you can, you can hope for is um, to call, um, call the police or, um, or call the paramedics. It's very serious. Let me ask you about the Salvation Army because you guys have treatment centres all around Australia. There are Salvation Army churches and not every one of those is a recovery service for uh, people who have drug addictions. But I suspect uh, that if people were knocking on the door at a Salvation Army church or a recovery centre, if they knew there was an issue in their community or in their family, uh, they'd find some help, some way of uh, taking uh, steps forward. Oh, very much so. I think the strength of the Salvation Army is that we have uh, a network. Um, there's um, a lot of, we have a lot of um, core or, or churches, uh, we call them core, around the uh, around the country and there's always somebody there who can put you in touch with somebody who can can give you a hand, um, whether you're a supporter of somebody who, who may have a drug problem or um, you're uh, a person who's struggling with, with um, uh, either addiction or um, potential addiction yourself. Um, there are a number of areas where we have um, rehab centres which are away from, um, uh, quite often away from where people are um, uh, living. Um, and for some people, that's a good thing. It gets them out of their community, gets them out of their peer group where um, there are other drug users. Um, and some people require that. Others need to be in their area um, 
because they have families, they have kids, um, they're, they're still trying to hold down a job. Um, so they, they can do their rehab while they are um, still living at home. So there are lots of flexible programs that uh, the Salvation Army provides. Um, we've been doing drug and alcohol um, uh, alcohol and other drugs for many, many years in terms of, of helping people out of addiction. And um, and I have um, had the pleasure myself of seeing um, people's lives completely transformed um, where they no longer uh, require the drugs that, um, that they've chosen um, or the alcohol. Uh, and um, uh, they are able to um, uh, get on with their lives. Um, as we know, um, drugs aren't a thing that happen in isolation. Then there's normally an underlying issue, and that's certainly what the Salvation Army um, attempt to do is to assist people with coming to terms with how they've got to this point in their life, why they feel that they need um, to um, to be taking something like ice or getting themselves um, a, a drinking problem. Well, Bruce, there's no doubt the Salvation Army certainly at the forefront of the uh, way that we'll approach this ice epidemic. And I know that the government is going to be uh, utilising your expertise and your uh, know-how when it comes to this National Ice Task Force that's been formed. Uh, Bruce Redman from the Salvation Army Australian Southern Territory. Bruce, good talking to you. If I point people to your website, salvationarmy.org.au, uh, perhaps people can get in touch with you and there might even be some detail there about how to find a treatment centre uh, closest to communities that our listeners might be living in. Bruce, thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Thank you very much. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.